What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. Today, I found Chandler Walker, so he's going to be on here. He's the one in the hot seat here at Straight Talk, and he's an entrepreneur who has scaled his businesses to seven-figure levels and created a therapeutic-driven, psychologically-based sales system. And I love that. We're going to touch on that. And it's centered around compassion and care, which, I mean, Chandler... That, I mean, we barely hear those words nowadays, right? Compassion and care. So I'm really loving this. So Chandler, thank you for being here with us. Um, I have a really great audience of, of entrepreneurs. So I think this is going to be a fantastic conversation. And um, just tell us a little bit about you. Who is Chandler? Who are you? Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk to everybody about how to essentially flip the sales world upside down and feel Love good. That. Mm-hmm about selling and about me, I grew up with a, a bipolar mom. And so I learned from a young age how to communicate from a neutral level. So mm. when she would be on ups and downs, I would learn, I learned how to communicate and sort of walk her up and down the cliff. And it taught me to remove my ego from the equation of communicating with another human being and how to ultimately step into their head and try to understand their model of the world, which wow. led me to a, a med school path. And, and that's kind of where the began. That's really interesting, right? I think the biggest challenges in our life is how you step up to them, right? And when you're dealing with somebody who has, you know, a, a bipolar or other um, you know, mental health issues, right? Whether it's uh, narcissism or whatever people are dealing with, it, it teaches you a lot about emotional intelligence. Um, and that's pretty interesting that you decided even young to learn how to communicate at her high levels and at her low levels, because that's a very difficult thing for the person who is diagnosed with that. It is a very difficult thing for them to to be able to navigate that in their own life, right? So, how how old were you? Do you think when you started to realize that this is this is the form of communication you're going to have to start learning? Yeah, I don't know if I was actually a specific age, but I knew growing up that I, I've always been the person who's been pretty level-headed, even as a kid, mm-hmm. and I've always been pretty analytical, sometimes to the point of overthinking when I was younger. And so as grow, growing up, I would think about, like, what do people do? Why do people do these things? What makes them do it? When they do it, how did the other person have, have sort of a position inside of that conversation or inside of that issue? And then I would just break these things down to like the molecular mm. level as a kid. And and after thinking about it for a while, it, it always came down to, well, I, can, I can't really control where she's at, but I can kind of control the flow and I can control the communication and I can tr- control how I communicate and ultimately whether or not I make her. And it's been a pretty powerful method of communication because now I'm in a position to where I can sort of, I've been able to continue to carry that. And I can talk to people in a way to where they feel heard, they feel listened to, they don't feel judged. And you create a whole new dynamic of listening. Yeah. That is a whole new dynamic of listening, right? It's listening at a deeper level. It's not just listening, but also watching body language, knowing what they what they what they're intending to say, um, maybe even the emotion behind what's being said, right? So it's that's really really interesting that that's the angle that you decided to take. I mean, obviously, it served you well, right? Because it seems like um, that communication style has helped you navigate and grow the businesses that you've created. So I wanted to talk to you about that too, right? Because how did you get into business and what kind of business did you get into? 
Yeah, good question. So I went into college for a, a med school pathway. But when I was going through the pathway, what I kind of recognized was I wasn't necessarily in here to help people. I was here to sort of look at a book and give medication because people need medication or want medication mm. and doctors don't really have the ability to follow through. So doctors, it's just the way the medical system is organized. You provide pills, pills make people better. They go away, they come back, get more pills. And that's not really what I got in the game for. So I, I felt pretty disenfranchised by the whole system. And I chose to break off. And at that point, we opened up a brick and mortar that was a wellness facility. And mm. we helped people in six pillars of wellness, mental health, social health, sleep, nutrition, fitness, and habits. And in order to work with it was quite the, it, it was a higher end price. So that's when I started beginning my journey in creating a psychotherapeutic sales system. Wow. Wow. That's deep, right? And, that, and that's like touching almost every area of the human aspect as well, right? So that that's a, that's a big, that's a big thing to take on. Like, let's open up a brick and mortar and make it about everything, right? Yeah, let's do it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so that's how you started. Is that something that you're still doing today? Like, do you still do the the health and wellness aspect of it? Or, or what are you doing um, right now currently? Yeah, so we're still doing the health and wellness aspect. What I did was I in the beginning, we had the brick and mortar. And then I started deciding that we needed to be global. We had people mm. all over the world kind of asking if, because we had such a unique product. So I started to branch that and build that into an online environment. We built an app. We built a curriculum. We built the ability to have coaching sessions, everything online and virtual. So then when the pandemic took off or went crazy and shut everybody mm. down, we were able to essentially sell our brick and mortar and move straight into online and grow 1,800% wow. during wow. what was a horrible time for, for a lot of of, of business owners. At the same time, that's kind of when Compassion Conversations, the sales system was born because I had to learn to sell this myself. You have a $1,500, $3,200 plus product for consumers who are who see it as an expense. And so you have to, I, I started to have to work with sales coaches and, and sales trainers. And, and that's when I got disenfranchised on this side of things. Right. I, mean, I tend to be a creator. So you tend to be a creator. And so when you went to um, to what is it actually that disenfranchised you though, right? Because I got the med the medical part of it. So in the medical part of it, or when you were going to medical school, you realized you didn't want to be just a pill pusher. You wanted to help people at a deeper level. I get that. I used to be a medical assistant, an ultrasound technician. And I remember that part of it also affecting me. I, I just, I also just got like, ah, I can't do this. Right. But what, what bothered you or pulled you away from the sales aspect? What made you create this uh, therapeutic driven type of sales system? Yeah. So originally I created this just to solve this and then to solve the problem for our sales teams. And then eventually mm -hmm. we branched out to create a separate program that people could go through. And the thing that disenfranchised me most was I would work with a sales trainer and they'd say, you've got to stick them with the knife and then twist it. If they cry, they buy. If you're not doing 90 minutes of objection handling, you're not doing it right. And I thought the whole focus on sales mm -hmm. was trying to get someone to make a forced decision and manipulate a short-term decision. And to me, I opened this health business to help change people's lives. And I felt like manipulating people to get them to make a decision to be better was, I was living a lie. Right. I wasn't doing, I wasn't in, my, in integrity with anything. And it really 
it beat me down and, and it got me to the point to where I was either going to shut the thing down or create my own system. So I started looking at the health side of things we had with the wellness business. And I took a lot of, I took most of that. I took the motivational interviewing components, the cognitive behavior therapy component, components, acceptance and commitment therapy, a little bit of the trauma and recovery aspect. And I moved it all in to create this psychotherapeutic sales system. Wow. And then I did it myself with three or 4,000 sales calls initially before scaling it out. <laughs> just three or 4,000 before scaling it out. <laughs> that's amazing. That's so good. That's a, that's a great test trial, right? Three, three yeah. or 4,000 people. Um, so, the ringer. Right. I seriously, but you learn, I bet you learned a lot. I bet you learned a lot. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. So tell me, tell me a little bit of, you don't have to go through the whole thing, but tell me a little bit about it. Right. So, because this is something I, I will say that you Chandler are probably in a really sweet niche because I've never heard it put this way before. Right. And so tell me a little bit about that. What, because, you know, people are always like, I'm not a salesperson. That's not what I can do. Or they're the opposite. We're like, I'm a, I'm a great salesperson if they can force you or twist you into doing what they want. Right. So tell me a little bit about this system that you have. And, um, and you know, now that you scaled it out, what makes you so proud of it? Like, what is it that you've seen come out of it? Yeah, good question. So basically, the, the system comes down to three major components. We have a nine-step framework, but in order to make any sort of framework work, you have to have these psychotherapeutic shifts to install the, the system. And the first system that I looked at was we have to detach from the need to sell. So when you look at Emic's work, think about like dating. When you chase somebody hard and you're like, what are you doing? How are you doing? You're texting them all the time. They don't want anything to do with you anymore. Right. You're, quote unquote needy. And they start running away. Same thing in sales. When I come up to someone, I'm like, what can I do to get you to buy today? Now I have commission breath. I'm salesy. They don't want anything to do with me. So they run away. So even if you need the money, you have to detach from that need and move to more of a conversation. So it becomes, I don't need this. Why do you even want to buy this thing? Are you sure? And so we have a, a bunch of different frameworks we mm. teach people in order to be able to detach. And then when you detach, it seems like you're not that interested in selling this person. So guess what? They want it more and, and they come at you and they start asking you questions. Mm. So you draw them in by creating this sort of mysterious persona. Like why does this guy, what's wrong with him? Right. So, okay. So say you're getting into this sales call, right? Um, do you feel like everyone is uh, to be sold, if you will, at the end? I'm probably wording that wrong. Or do you, uh, do you actually intentionally go in thinking this may or may not be somebody I want to work with? Yeah. So what basically what, and this is our third concept, becoming a challenging leader. The, the thing is, if we try to enroll everybody and if we say, hey, anybody who has two legs will work with, you end up with clients you don't want to work with and yeah. you end up with a lot of refund requests. Right. So what we do is throughout the entire conversation, step one, we come into the conversation saying, okay, I'm going to figure out if it makes sense to actually work together. Are they a good client for me? Am I a good, a good coach for them? And you're going to challenge them along the way. One of the problems we have with a lot of us as coaches is we're people pleasers. We want to make people happy. We want to do good things. But if we in enter this conversation and we only focus on people pleasing, we end up with all the clients we don't want to work with. Right. So by becoming a challenging leader and work to really understand their coachability and whether or not they are going to be a good client. Right. So when you're, um, when you're getting into this, uh, the, the business so that you're in the coaching business, let's talk about that a little bit. So what is it that you're doing there with your client? Like if somebody calls you, they want to be a client. I'm talking to all you people out there who are listening. Um, so if you want to like, you know, if somebody wants to work with you, Chandler, what does that look like? What, what is that to work? With? Yeah. What does our, our sales process look like? Yeah. 
So we eat our own dog food. I follow my own system since I, I put myself through the ringer building it. And what it looks like is if someone wants to work with us, they'll go to one of our, our landing pages or download one of our frameworks, our, our nine step framework. People just go to nine step.cultureofcare.life. They opt in, they pick a number, takes them to a Facebook group. They get to consume a bunch of videos. Then eventually they'll book a phone call with us. Okay. When they book a phone call, they'll, they'll fill out an application. If the application is approved, they'll be able to get on the call. Once it's approved, they'll book their time in. Once they book their time in, they watch a series of videos to make sure that what we're doing is actually going to make sense for them. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. they finally, they, and then they get reminders and stuff like that. And then they end up jumping on the call. Quite a few hoops, but it also puts us in the right place to work with the right people who right. are going to be bought into what we're talking about and what we're saying, bought into right. our philosophies. Now is, is the, is what you are um, putting these people um, through the system that you're putting them through. Is it to teach them uh, the therapeutic driven uh, sales system, or is it to teach them the health and wellness aspect or, you know, what, what part of that are you, are you teaching your uh, clients? Yeah. So there's two roads. Now we have compassion conversations, which people can opt in and do a call with us and figure out if they want to learn to sell with a psychotherapeutic oh, okay. system Got it. or the idea behind the, the health system is separate. So we still have that and that's called the brain code rewired. So people go through a similar system because the sales system was born out of the health code. Both systems in going through the sales process are, okay. are, are essentially the same just for different markets. Okay. So then you grew another business basically. So now you're also helping people learn what it is to, to sell for their, for their program, I'm assuming. Right. Yeah, exactly. So what happened was I did it myself, three or 4,000 conversations. And then I branched out to my team and my team started crushing it. And then I had a bunch of health coaches reach out and a bunch of other people reach out and ask if I could help them with their sales and ask if we could do something for them. And I can't scale it by myself. So it turned into another business to where we can teach people the nine step framework and essentially hold their hand every step of the way mm -hmm. to change the landscape of sales. That's amazing. I mean, you must, you must be really proud of yourself because that's not that's not an easy thing, as you know, because you did three to four thousand calls to get there. So it wasn't super easy. But you know what? I'm, I really I, I love what you bring into the table. Like, I love that you're teaching people also this this strategy of having this, um, you know, this therapeutic driven, this psychologically based sales system, which a lot of people are not teaching, right? So that, that's really cool that you're teaching people that, especially people who are um, coaches and, and getting into the online space, because a lot of them, this is new to them, right? So a lot of the people I coach are women, right? So the, the women entrepreneurs that I coach, we're like developing these business ideas and plans that they have in their hearts, right? But a lot of them are like CEOs and, you know, COO. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And stuff like that that haven't done this before right? So what you're offering is really cool because I think it's going to teach them not just sales, but how to do it right. You know what I mean? Like how to do it really with the person in mind. You're really smart Chandler too. I, I, I heard, I heard what you were saying about the, the, the loops thing, you know, going through all the hoops. Um, and I freaking love that because by the time, and I'm, I'm actually building something similar, not like that, but something similar where they have to go through a couple of hoops, maybe not as many as yours, but by the time they get to you, Chandler, you are 100% sure they want to work with you because they would have never gone through the 50,000 hoops to get there, right? Yeah, exactly. Super and so Super by the time they get on the call, they're like, hey, I liked what you had to say about this and that and this, and I really like what you did with this. And so what you've already built is kind of what I call no like, and trust. They know me now, yeah. they like me, and they trust me. Smart. Because they've had multiple removes, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And the reasons people aren't going to buy or that they won't even show up for the call are they're afraid, they're uncertain if it's going to help them, and they're doubtful of your leadership. That's so smart. It's just so smart. <laughs> How'd you get so smart? You seem like a young baby to me. <laughs> yeah, I always tell people I'm just too dumb to stop trying things and eventually they work. <laughs> It's pretty smart. No, that's awesome. So um, so those are the, the businesses that you're growing. So where do you want to take this? Like, you know, have you thought of, you know, what you want to do with this? Do you ever want to get back into the brick and mortar or do you think you'll always live in this online space? Yeah, I'm actually enjoying the the online space and sort of the global capacity to operate. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I've considered the idea of opening up a brick and mortar as sort of a, a wellness social club because mm -hmm. it ties into our six pillars and the idea of getting people in the same place. We could provide services. But we've been able to grow at such a ridiculous level on both sides that right now, for me, the goal is I get to be the entrepreneur and then I have managers who, who manage things and then the team who actually does the work. So ultimately, my goal is to continue growing this thing and, and try to put ourselves out of business every day so that way we're consistently reinventing the wheel and consistently taking percentages of the market for, for ourselves. And then ultimately, all of this allows me to buy freedom. And I think the ultimate goal of entrepreneurship is to build this structure to create your own freedom eventually. Right. Right. But it's not easy. Right. And that's the thing. I think that one of the things that people have been kind of learning um, is that this does take work. It takes effort. It takes you like literally watching what the what the metrics are, what the system works and what doesn't. And, uh, you know, at least for some of the people that I've spoken to, um, some of them, not all of them, but some of them think that it's just a one and done. Like they can, they can just put out one video and people are coming and Chandler, that is not the way it works, is it? <laughs> no, it's not how it works at all. What'll happen is you'll put out 10,000 different things and they'll all fail. And then eventually one thing will work and it'll be the most magical moment of your entrepreneurial life. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you'll be able to use that to continue building and growing. But I think the, the thing you have to look at is everybody's afraid to fail. Everybody's afraid of what's going to, yeah. what someone's going to say, what are they going to do? What's going to happen if I don't make it? What's going to blah, blah, all these what ifs. Right. But the problem is, and the most successful aspect of an entrepreneur and someone who builds a business that's going to work is the person who can fail forward, the person who can fail and enjoys failing the person who can right. look at it from a scientific 
idea and say, okay, I failed. What can I do different next time? How can I make it better? How can I adjust the process? So you really have to get in that process mindset to where mm -hmm. failure is an opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. Do you want to touch a little bit on what the, what some of the pillars are? For the sales system? Yeah. Yeah, so there's three major pillars to the sales system. Essentially, number one is what we talked about earlier, detaching from the need to sell. And then we went over number three, uh, the becoming a challenging leader earlier as well. And number two is really important, though. Number two is achieving level five listening. So when you look at the way you communicate with people, there's five levels. Level one is you're ignoring them, just literally not paying attention to anything they're saying. Level two is essentially pretending. And pretend listening is this. I'm on my phone, and you're talking to me, and I'm like, uh-huh, yep, yeah. Oh, yep. Literally not paying attention to anything you're saying, but I'm just right. responding. Number three is responding, but only with the intent that I want to get my piece of the, of the conversation in there. This is right. like politics. Someone says, I don't like liberals. I don't like conservatives, whatever. And then you say, well, I don't like you because of this, that, and this, but you didn't hear right. anything they said. You just saw red and went crazy. Right. And so that's level, level three. Then level four is when you're actually paying attention, you're engaged in the conversation, but you're still stuck in your own ego. You're still stuck in your own model mm -hmm. of the world. You still believe that you're right. And then when we step into level five, which is what we teach in our program, we call this empathetic listening. This is where we step outside of our own ego, outside of our own model of the world. And we recognize that there really is no right or wrong. There really right. is no yes or no. Right. And we can step into the mind and step into the heart and soul of the other person and discover how their model of the world is working, where right. they came from, where they came up with what they learned today, why they believe what they believe in. And then we can tap into that to create the ultimate connection that gets that person to trust you. At, at a deep level because mm -hmm. what will happen in this environment is people will tell you things they've never told anybody else mm -hmm. and you become the only person they've ever been able to confide in and when you gain that trust that's a level of trust that no other human being has usually been given even a therapist mm -hmm. most often right well, that's really deep channel because that i mean that's totally not a sales system right that's totally not a sale you, you're getting um, and what i mean by that is, is you're getting into the psyche of the person and you're actually uh, you worded it correctly, empathetically, you know, um, listening and being a part of that. I always say sometimes, uh, I, you know, I, I say, you know, things just are and it's what emotion you put on it that makes it valid or not, makes it true or not, makes it, you know, whatever. And um, and that's a really great way to look at it. And I love that you're you're teaching that, right, because you are 100 percent right that we tend to have the other stages where we're either ignoring or we're kind of acting like we're listening or as you're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, but what's my next question? Yeah, right? exactly. And that's what I, I even had to learn myself and change because when I first started this podcast, I remember having a list of questions and every time somebody was talking, I would be list thinking about my next question. I realized very quickly that I didn't hear what Chandler said because I was wondering about the next question coming out. And that's when it changed the game for me. And I started to um, talk to people as human beings, as I would want to be spoken to or listened to. And that has raised my podcast to one of the ranked it on top 5%. Why? Because we, I listen. That's all. Right. And when you start to listen, you can connect. Like, I don't know you from a can of paint, Chandler. Right. <laughs> but. I do like what you're doing in the world and I like what you're bringing. And that to me is valid and valuable. Right. So I love that you are um, teaching people this strategy, but I also love your energy. Like I love, I love your whole like vibe, you know, you have a good vibe to you. And I'm sure that people can connect with that. 
So that's why, um, you know, I wanted you on here. I was uh, reading your story and what you've been through and growing up with somebody who is bipolar, I know is not an easy thing. I have you know, bipolar in my family as well. So I've seen what that can do to someone. And so, um, you know, I'm super proud of you because you could have done anything with that or you could have went anywhere with that. Right. So how long is your system? Like, how long is it like if somebody from from call with you to launch, let's say? Yeah, basically the way it works is we have a nine-step framework. We go through it in about a nine-week curriculum. We give people okay. a couple of uh, – just a lot of leeway so they have enough time. But what will happen is they get on the call, they decide they want to enroll, and then they join our system. So week one, they watch a module. Then they have to do video themselves kind of actually doing the task of communicating, or they have to write it down. Then they submit oh, wow. it to us. We look okay. at it and say, hey, look, you got this, this, and this down, but go back and work on this and then resubmit. Or, hey, you've, you've achieved mastery in level one. Let's move to level two. And so the reason I set it up that way is because I don't want it just to be a course where you watch a video. I want it to be an actual program where you work That's to good. achieve mastery. And when you graduate, I can give you a stamp of approval and say, hey, I watched 100 hours of this person's videos or I watched 10 hours of this person's videos or however long it was. But I can give that stamp of approval and say this person is Compassion Conversation certified and they're ready to go. So that way when people into our program, sometimes they only have like a two or two to 5% close rate or enrollment rate. When mm -hmm. they leave our program, we want them at a minimum of a 30%. And when you think about that, even 5% to 30%, that's a massive revenue bump for people without any marketing. Right, right. And so when they're doing the the program and they're, they're videotaping themselves, you know, answering or, or working with the, with the module, um, is there also uh, an aspect of it where there's uh, uh, groups or there's a one-on-one uh, -on -one or there's any of that or is it just module video module video like that yeah know. so I kind of moved away from the sort of group coaching environment mm -hmm. what we do okay. now is they watch modules they submit their work but they have access to us in our messaging center so they can ask a question and we typically respond within about 15 minutes okay so they have pretty high level access to the team to ask questions so if they're watching a video and struggling they just ask a question or they could submit something they've been working on we'll spit it right back to them if they're really struggling or they want to role play they can schedule a call with our team mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. they'll get on and role play with them so they get one-on-one -on -one and direct access to our team and what I, the reason I went away from sort of a group coaching environment to this was it raised our client success rate from, really? and we, used, we were about a 93 and now we're about a 98%. And so for me, when I look at business, it's the opportunity to make sure clients are successful. And, and essentially if I can get a client success rate, that's 97% or higher, I build a referral machine right. and one client turns into three, three turns into whatever. And it's this exponential hockey stick, like growth pattern. Right. right. That's really interesting. That's really interesting uh, because I, I would have thought that, you know, somebody would want more of that handholding, but it sounds to me like your clients are really built for being self-sufficient in many areas and just reaching out when they need that handholding, right? Or when they need that support, if you will, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there was a, yeah. there was an interesting thing we, we actually figured out along the way too. One thing was... We used to give out one call a week. We would give a, a client would have to do a call with us once a week. And what happened was it just turned into people staring at each other. And, and there mm -hmm. wasn't really a lot of, of productivity driven out of that. And what we found was shifting to this environment to where you watch a module, you do your checklist, then you submit your work. You can ask questions or book whenever you need it moved people into a place where when we do when they do book calls or when they do ask a lot of questions, they're very powerful and they're very intentional. Mm -hmm. And we get really good questions from people. 
Mm, that's really good. And I know that was a lot of work. I know that was a lot of work, Chandler, because to build a system out like that is not easy, right? Because you have to do the module. Make sure you have your checklist done and make sure that it's effective, right, for the person watching the module and also to be able to have a response team to be able to respond to these questions fairly quickly because 15 minutes is fairly quickly, you know. Um, so that's really smart. Uh, I don't think I don't even know if I I've had a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot <laughs> of successful people on here, but I don't know if I've actually heard that system done that way before. That's pretty great. Like, wow, my brain is like exploding right now. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. How is he doing that? That is really cool. So when people are watching all of your videos, going through all of your modules, like do, I'm doing everything they have to do before they even book that first call with you, that's that's aside from your system, right? That's just for the intro of what you're doing, correct? The loop that they have to go through. Yeah. So part of the loops that they go through is what they'll do is they, they will go out and fill maybe download like our nine step framework. So they go to nine step.cultureofcare.life and download the framework and it takes them into our Facebook group. Then they have an intro video they watch. Then they have like five or six different modules they can watch. We do a weekly training that's free in there that they go through and they watch. Oh, we awesome. tag people okay. in it. Then mm -hmm. when they do go to book the call, they fill out the application. Then they have another like five or so videos to watch. And all of it's designed to just make sure that they're in the mindset to where it might make sense for them to work. A lot of it's to kind of push them away. Like we say, we detach from the cell. It's, right. We're not here to sell you. Everything is designed to make sure that when they, they make the decision, it's not me saying yes it's them saying yes to right. themselves that's so damn smart <laughs> i freaking love this conversation that is so smart i love smart people okay so then once they get into your program it's it's is it nine weeks you think is is what it takes for them to complete it or do some people take longer or do you even like do you have them almost on like a timed thing like hey you have to finish this module by this week so you can move on to the second one or or say say i signed up and i didn't do it for like two to three weeks what happens yeah so we have a series of checkpoints and, and i'm pretty big on like i said client success so what i do is i track progress across time and i notice inflection points to where people fall off track and where success mm -hmm. starts to falter and so what we do is we put people on a track like hey week one you have your i you have your checklist you need this should be done week one this should be done week two this should be done in week all the way to, to week nine and we give them some leeway and, and some some wiggle room but if someone were to sign up and we didn't hear from them for a week we would immediately call them and then we would text them like, Hey, did you die? I saw your face on the side of a milk carton. What's going on? So right. our goal and our, the client success team's job is to make sure that everybody gets pulled back in immediately begins working on the content and their material because if they don't and they disappear for a week or two, there's like a 97% chance they're never coming back. And that's right. the problem right. with courses. Right. Most right. courses people download and they just never look at it again. So I for us, it's mm -hmm. about success, not about mm -hmm. just getting someone to enroll and get it into the product. Mm -hmm. It's about making an ironclad product that people actually consume and finish. That's really smart. Was this scary for you at all to pull away from the the group or the one-on-one -on -one calling? Like, were you nervous about doing something like that? Or did you see that this module was working alongside that and it was just working better? How did you measure that out? Yeah. So basically what I did originally was we had the group stuff and I take people, I, I would take new co cohorts in and I would take them in like a, a beta, a gamma or a gamma beta alpha platform. Mm -hmm. And all of those, 
those cohorts started performing better than the ones in the group cohort. So then I started to, so then what we did was we essentially paused enrollment and then started rebuilding the entire thing around the cohort that was the most successful. And that's kind of how we built this hybridized system to where we were able to essentially take something that was working, but take something that worked even better and then create a new system that's sort of like a hybrid system that works better than anything else we've had. Yeah, that's really smart. And so, you know, before I I let you go and wrap it up, I know that I have a lot of like entrepreneurs and really, um, really great like online space people like, you know, consultants and coaches and all that great stuff. So do you work with any of them or do you just work with the health and wellness space or uh, tell me about that? Yeah. So we try to work with coaches, healers, therapists, we do work with regular coaches and consultants who are in like the biz dev world, real estate, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing that we want to make sure is when we work with someone that they have a healthy lead flow. If someone hasn't generated a lead yet and their business isn't uh, available or, or there, it's going to be pretty hard to work on their sales because they just don't, that's just not there. Not there as, long as, they, as long as they have lead flow and it's consistent and they're just not closing deals and they're getting super frustrated or if they just hate their life getting on sales calls, right. that's when we can jump in there and, and help ultimately help somebody. Okay, great. So then tell my people how they can get in contact with you or go through, you know, watching the videos and stuff so that they can then work with you on enhancing what they're doing in their sales. Yeah. So you can basically download our free nine step framework to creating compassion conversations. It's literally our entire process mapped out and written out for you. So you can kind of follow it. You just go to nine step .life. That's the number nine step culture of care dot life not dot com but dot life mm -hmm. you'll, you'll go to the page it says just put in your name email phone number then it'll redirect you to our facebook group there'll be a video that says watch this first and then we do a free training in there i would say go through all the modules and then when you're ready you can book a, a call on our calendar and we intentionally don't force you to book off of that first page because I want you to be ready and I want yeah. you to be excited to chat with us. I don't want this to be awesome. a forced environment. That's why our no show rate is next to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would think so. And that's why I said that's brilliant. Right. Because because um, like I said, I'm building something similar, not like not what you're doing. I'm not doing sales, but it's similar in that you have to follow quite a few steps before you even get to me for the same exact reason. I want to make sure that you're okay with working with me. I want to make sure I'm going to be good with working with you that by the time you get to my phone call, you know exactly who I am and what I'm doing. And that's so freaking brilliant. That's really, really brilliant. I'm really um, happy that you came on. Thank you for being on Straight Talk. I hope that, you know, all of you guys who are listening, listen well, because this is something I've never, I've never heard this framework done this way before. And so Chandler, I'm super proud of you and I'm, I'm proud of what you're putting out there. I love, I love, love, love having people on here that bring something new, but also like challenge the way we think, right? Because sales doesn't have to be like this icky thing that everybody's afraid of. Um, but the fact that you're teaching these coaches and consultants, which is a big growing thing right now, right? You know, everybody and their mother right now is a coach or a consultant, exactly. <laughs> right? So it's really great that you're teaching this system. So thank you for being on Straight Talk. I truly am grateful for you. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks for having a great conversation and being a level five listener with me. I appreciate you and I appreciate all the listeners out here. And ultimately, my goal in the world is just create a culture of care. Be nice to people. Yeah makes it a better world. I'm so glad. I'm so, I'm so glad we had this conversation. Um, thank you. And I will make sure to link everything below. So whatever you gave me, cause I, I'm pretty sure I have your, your, all of your info. I'll make sure to link all of that. So guys, come on, what are you waiting for? Get on those videos. <laughs> 
get on there and watch those uh, videos on his Facebook page and all that great stuff. I mean, all, all I can say to you is you heard it in his voice if you're listening to the podcast and you watched it on video and you see that he has this great energy about him. So I think you're going to truly enjoy working with Chandler. So make sure that you link below because I'll make sure I have all of his information down there. You guys are the best. You know, I love you to pieces. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay, I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register, W-I-N-J-E-C-T dot com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added.